This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. And they need to spend absolutely no energy worrying about what Sean Payton says or what talk shows say or anybody else. But I disagree. This is the time to do it. It's pre-preseason. Right. This is the time. If this was week one, I would agree with him 2,000%. The Jets have some pressure on them this year. Everybody's talking about the Jets, and I would think that Greeny, of all people, would be the first person to say, you know what? This is a good position to be in, that everybody is focusing on us. You invited this. You went out and you brought Aaron Rodgers in. They got a guy, and they are outsourcing the entire offense to this guy. Whatever he wants, he gets. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. Wednesday night edition of the show. Gordon and I are happy you dropped by at 1-800-919-3776. And, of course, you can talk to us on X, X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Now, Gordon, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how to figure this out, so I'm, okay. I'm going to lean on you for this. All right. If I were Steve Cohen. Yeah. And I flew to Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I spoke to my club. Yeah, and you know, told them what's going on and some of the things that happened and why we did what we did and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they responded by getting shut out by the Kansas City Royals for nothing. <laughs> I think I might have to make some more deals. <laughs> yeah, he probably would like to. He probably feels like. Uh... He's not a guy that's in a position very often to be forced to deal with things where his money can generally get him to have whatever he wants mm-hmm. right away. He's yeah. not he's not waiting around for anything. Yeah, not not exactly a great uh, performance to show that. No, we're still invested in this year, and we're going to go out and try and win as many games as we can. Now, for me, if I were a Met fan. Not that I would be happy, but I would feel better with this result. I, if I were a Met fan right now, I'd want to lose every yeah. single game. If we're going down the train of we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding on the fly, well, I want to have as high a draft pick next year as humanly possible. And if you can get down, as I don't know how far they can get down. They're, I would think that they're pretty far down there already. But mm. uh, if you can get a top five pick, that would be a nice little thing to kind of boost the, the farm system up even more. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Steve Cohen shows up, flies out to Kansas City to meet with the team and put people at ease. And, uh, boy, they're there at ease tonight. <laughs> oh, they're at ease. Yeah. <laughs> they're at ease. Here's Steve Cohen on the Met trades at the deadline. We thought we got a great return for what you know the, the people that we ended up trading, and and uh, we weren't sure that was going to happen. I would have kept the players. It turned out it was going to be a you know mediocre return. You know that was the opportunity. It turned out that it's a moment in time where other clubs are thinking very short term, and I was thinking more intermediate long term. And so you know I, I was able to take advantage of that. All right. So Steve, uh, who do you blame? The players or Buck Showalter? 
Listen, I, I don't I don't put it on Buck. You know, I, I put it on the players, right? You know, I think, you know, listen, I think we're hitting in some bad luck. I think, you know, some things that happened that were probably just the opposite of last year. But it's kind of unfair to put it on the manager, okay? I mean, that's, I think that's unfair. All right. So does that mean that Buck is coming back next season? What do you think? You know, anything's possible, but, you know, you know, I got a three-year contract with Buck, and, I, you know, we're, you know, Buck's, Buck's doing, working his ass up, doing a good job. Well, not a ringing endorsement, I'll say that. <laughs> I got a contract. What does that mean? You're, you're paying people off by the minute. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're getting paid by the team doesn't mean you're going to be on the team. That's right. <laughs> Ask Verlander and Scherzer. They'll yeah, tell you exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, Steve, what do you think about Billy Epler and Buck Showalter? You know something, Billy's done a great, I think, listen, as you witness at the trade deadline, I think Billy did a phenomenal job, okay? Buck working hard. You know, I got a three-year contract with Buck, and we're a year and a little over a half in. So we're, you know, we're, we're status quo. All right, let's talk about next season, because that's what we all want to hear about. The whole thing about what Scherzer was told and all this. So what are the expectations, Steve Cohen, for 2024? You know, I can't speak to what, you know, what's going to happen in the offseason. I mean, there may be opportunity. I'm opportunistic, okay? I mean, I don't want to roll a team out there that we're going to be embarrassed by. But we also know that, you know, spending a fortune, you know, everyone says I spent a lot of money, and other teams did too, doesn't guarantee you a trip to the playoffs. And so I think we got to, you know, look and see what we need. So you think you'll be competitive next season? Yeah, obviously we're going to need starting pitching, and that's the key thing. Other than that, you know, our relief pitching is going to be, you know, we, you know, we got Edwin coming back, you know, Brooks is here, Otto's here. We you know, we got our core, right? The, the, the baby Mets are going to be a year older. So I, I'm not as negative, okay? I mean, it, it won't be a star-studded team as it was, but, uh, you know, star stars don't necessarily make make for wins. And But I think we're going to be highly competitive. That is the owner of the New York Mets, chairman and CEO. He is Steve Cohen. I'd like to go back to the one where he talked about they were, they were get, he was asked who does he blame Buck or the players, and he put it on the players. Yes, not Buck. he should put it on himself. He's the guy who's running the show. He's the reason why they did what they did at the trade deadline last year. It was his vision. He didn't want to trade away the kids then when they had a real shot to go deep into the playoffs and they decided, you know what, we're not going to give up any of our prospects because we need them for down the road. So we ended up with Darren Ruff and Vogelback. This entire thing has been him. when, When someone asks who's more to blame, he should say, it's me. The entire thing has been put together by him and his 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 vision, which is to just go out and spend way more than than you should. That's been his vision. So, you know, we can blame Billy Epler, but are we to believe that Billy Epler is doing this on his own? I own the club, right? Don't forget that. Yeah, he's the guy who's running the show. They're, everybody is is taking their orders from him, and he is the owner. So, I mean, that makes sense. But if you're looking for the first person to blame in all of this, it's Steve Cohen. And I get that Met fans love him because he spends money. But as we have just said, and he just said, just because you go out and spend a whole bunch of money doesn't mean you're going to win. Well, Steve, (laughs) we already knew that. You're finding that out now. You're telling us something we already knew. Yeah. It's – and you're right, Gordon. You're a thousand percent right. When you've been a fan of a team – 
that ownership was pinching pennies. Right. I get it. And you've got a guy in here. I mean, Gordon, we wouldn't have to worry about Scherzer and Verlander being here. There's no way they would have been here. No, of course not. the previous administration. Of course not. We wouldn't have worried. We wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> but it's 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 almost like a lot of Met fans absolve him of all the blame. Yeah. It's it's like they don't even think that he's the well. The only thing well, I'm not going to blame Steve Cohen. He's going out and spending money. Yes, but the the direction of the team has been his direction of the team. He's he the guy who's say. making the calls on this stuff. He has final say. Right. And 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 the 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 vision of the team is is based on him. So. Uh, he, this is not just some rich guy who owns the team and, and Billy Epler's coming to him and telling him, well, we can do this and we can do that and we can do this. And he's like, well, whatever you think is best. No, he has real thoughts on this stuff because he's the owner of the team. So if you want to blame Billy Epler, if you want to blame the players, if you want to blame Buck Showalter, that's all good. When it goes as bad as this season has gone for the Mets, everybody's to blame. But I think the first person you have to put on that list is Steve Cohen just because he spent the money – and, and that's not the way the previous regime would have done it. Hey, that's great. But he's the one who put this kind of thing together. And, and look, it could have been a whole lot worse. He yeah. was the one that wanted – he was the one that went out and signed Correa. I know. That's right. They're lucky they got out of that. Could you imagine that thrown on top? Oh, it been worse. And I wanted Correa, too, until I found out he wasn't healthy. Right. <laughs> it's – I wonder, Gordon, if because what part of the fan in him and what part of the owner makes decisions? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what, because he's a Met fan, what part of that allows him to, oh, it would be great. This is I know if I were a fan, I'm a fan, I would like this. I know the team would like this. I know the fans would love this. And it just, you know, it, it just, I mean, it just hasn't worked out, Gordon. It's, it's crazy. Because basically, it's the same team. It's basically the same team. Uh, we were talking to the guys during the break. There's got to be a 30 for 30. Mets Atlanta in September 2022. Because Gordon, that team has not been the same since they came out of Atlanta. No. None of the starters are on this team anymore that started that game in Atlanta, that series. Yeah. None of them. They're all gone. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it is, it's unbelievable to think that the Malays from Atlanta, and that's too easy to give them an excuse, but the Malays of Atlanta has carried them through the postseason and this season. Because when you think about it, this team has not been close to the team that they were last year. It doesn't even resemble the same team. Not at all. That team had a chin. This team, Gordon, they, they go down whimpering a lot. They went down whimpering a lot. And the fact that he sold off, which is really the only thing he could do, because it's the right move, but it kind of shows, really, it shows the team. It's unfortunate, but it does. The team the team had no fight in them this year. Consistently. No. Couldn't do it. They never, Couldn't do it. It never clicked this year. And, and you can trace it back to last year. Uh, you can look at the playoff series. You can look at that series, certainly in Atlanta. That's where the, the roof kind of caved in, and they have not been able to uh, to come out of the, the wreckage of that since. Uh, and, and, look, I, I know all the Met fans like the approach. I think it was the right approach to sell yes. off here at the trade deadline and start over because it was not working. And another year older doesn't seem like that's a real good plan to have. 
But whoever this baseball head of operations is going to be, if it's David Stearns, if it's Theo Epstein, that person is going to have to get Steve Cohen almost in line in some way so that the baseball people are calling the shots a whole lot more in the future than Mm. they have so far because this has not worked so far. It has not, and I'm sure he's learned his lesson, and he will – he will step back a little bit, I would think. I would think he would. But then what does it say about his his thought process as far as Billy Uppel is concerned? That he felt that he had to be more involved in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, you know, well, I, he's not my guy, but, you know, l- let me let me watch over him a little bit. Let me be more hands-on. And then if, you, if you're stern coming in, you're like, I didn't want – What's left? What What are you going to do when you get in? Are you going to come in and make a bunch of moves? I don't know what this team could look like next year, Gordon. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Is Is it going to be the type of situation where David Stearns puts a, a team together and all of a sudden the owner says, "No, I I want another piece. I'm going to go out and get this guy," even though the the guy had had already had a, con- a contract canceled, mm. uh, basically with the first team that he signed with, and then you go out and sign him. <laughs> I'm still not <laughs> sure how the Mets were able to get out of that one. It's true. It's true. But they're lucky they did. They were lucky. 1-800-919-3776. We got some calls. We'll talk to you next on 98.7 ESPN. I own the club, right? Don't forget that. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We go to the ballpark before we leave you tonight. Right now we go to Manalapan and talk to Lou. Lou, you are next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, guys? Uh... A lot to talk about, a lot going on these days. You know, you you try and be more excited for the football season as uh, each passing day of these uh, of the baseball season goes. But, you know, I, I, I want to get into this trade deadline. And, and you know, it, it's kind of funny to me as a lifelong Mets fan, someone that, you know, devotes a lot of time to paying attention to this team for, for many of years. And uh, it confuses me that, you know, last year, and I'm still hung up on last year at the trade deadline versus this year at the trade deadline. Because on paper, on paper, the the Mets improved in in a lot of ways um, because they 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 got a great return for two guys that they probably shouldn't have signed in the first place. Maybe you make the argument Verlander is a better signing than Scherzer, but let's you know let's be real that Scherzer that that Scherzer injury with the Dodgers really uh affected it really really you know put a damper on on the the later part of his career and i kind of feel bad for texas for giving us acuna's little brother who's probably going to be as good you know maybe even better than 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 ronald uh i know that's hard to say now but you know and even the return even the return with houston we got two two prospects that that are you know that are are highly scouted and and they're, they're well respected and they had great college careers, and, you know, you, we could get excited about that. Um, but, you know, it just confuses me where, where what what the idea was in the beginning of the season and what the idea is now, you know, going into next year. Is what Max Scherzer said real? Are they really not going to try and compete, not try and sign a Juan Soto-type player? Um, are we not going to try and build a, at least have one pitcher to get us to the ballpark every fifth day? Like, well, what are they going to do? I think, Lou, several things, and thanks for the phone call. First of all, the, here's the difference. The difference from last year to this year is the team didn't perform. 
That's the big difference. Uh, you're right about Scherzer. You know, they they thought when Scherzer, when they got him, Gordon, he was going to be, listen, we need another ace because we can't depend on the ground. We never know when he's going to be available. And during the regular season, 2022, it worked until they got to Atlanta. All right? So now coming into this year, okay, we, we'll get Verlander, okay? He's really replacing DeGrom. And we move Scherzer up, and this is okay. And then, as you see, nothing worked. So their move now is, first of all, they're going to they're gonna have to spend money because Senga is the only starter that they have right now that, that is even that you can depend on. I don't know who – there's nobody in the pipeline that I know of that you could come up and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely ready to be a starter. So they're going to have to go free agent and sign some pitchers anyway. So that's number one. Number two, could we just relax on these prospects, please? Please, <laughs> can be we just better relax? better than Ronald Acuna. I mean, you know, listen, I don't mean any disrespect. None, because he was a very good ball player. But was Gerald Wilkins better than Dominique? No. Okay, no, so 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 that that's that's my experience. So I gotta show. Usually, the 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 brother that's there is better than the one that's behind him. That's, that's it. Normally goes that way, Gordon. That's all. I, you know, we could talk. We could go. We could we could talk about Hank Aaron and Tommy Aaron. Right. We could go. We could go all over. The the Lopez brothers. Brooke is better than his brother. Okay. Normally, one brother is better, and the other one is not as good. So uh, hopefully, it's different. But. Let's relax on the prospects, okay? Let, let, let's see that they get to the major leagues because, as I've said over and over again, and, Gordon, you can bear it out, and you said it last night, prospects are suspects. Exactly. And, you know, and, and just to, to make it clear, when Ronald Acuna was 21, like his brother's 21 right now, he was in the majors in his second season in the majors hitting 41 home runs and stealing 37 bases. He might turn out now. The brother might turn out to be a, a very good player. Yes, but I, I think think any anyone thinking he's going to turn out to be better than Ronald, uh, might be might be pushing a little bit. Might we can hope for it. Yeah, you can absolutely you can hope, can for, hope it. for it. You can I hope wouldn't for say it out loud. I'd, I'd keep that one to myself. But it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably not going to happen. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath. And, I'll say and that. this, I, I like. I think that people th are, are taking these comments to, to to that the Mets are going to tank the season. That they're just going to put a terrible team. No, they're going to go out and they will spend some money in the offseason. They're going to have to spend money in the offseason. They don't have any pitching. Yeah, they got to spend money. You probably should lose any hope that they're going to sign Otani. Right. They're probably not going to be spending as much money as they have the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And they'll put a competitive team on the field, but are they going to compete with the Braves and the Phillies? Probably not, but you get into the season, you'll see where things stand, and they might be competing for a wild card spot next year, but that's going to kind of depend on how the season goes. The, the expectations are going to be reduced. They would have to be reduced. This year, the, the, the expectations were the World Series. Yep. They're not going to be going into and spending the money next year to, to have those same kind of expectations. And you know what? You might enjoy the season more. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're focused on the kids. Right. You'll, You'll see what, what is Alvarez going to do this year, who was, by the way, rookie of the month. Um, you're going you're, you're gonna to love what – you're going to see what he did. You're going to see if Beatty improves. Right. Vientos. You know, you have young players that you can get, get happy about.
Yeah, they're not going to tank the season. They're no. not going to be they're not eliminating themselves from contention, no. but they're just not going to be going out and spending whatever they spent this past offseason, hundreds of millions of dollars on on the biggest free agents that are out there. But they're going to have to fill out the rotation. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think that they're all of a sudden going to close up the wallet and put it in the safe. No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They'll probably be similar to what they are now, around 500 going for a wild card spot. And who knows? I mean, Steve Cohen, I, I, don't, I don't get a real read for him so far, but if we get into free agency mm-hmm. and the Mets have put their plan together and you know they have their team pretty much and there's some free agent that's still out there, He'll go not, for it. Yeah, he might very well. So, you know, change the plan midway through, like they changed the plan this year. So, <laughs> I think people <laughs> are getting too worked up on this idea that they're yeah. not going to be competitive. They're not yeah. tanking. There's a difference. They're not tanking. Yeah, they're, they're not tanking. They're just they're just saying, you know what? We tried to spend it. We thought we could be smarter with our spending. We thought we could be the difference. We could be the exception, not the rule, and it didn't work. And so now we're we're cutting bait from people and. You know the folks also, which was a good thing. People whose contract was up, you got rid of them. You're not re- you're not bringing them back, right? So that's a good move. I have no they're, problem with that. I think they're going to operate more like a, a regular baseball team. Wow, who thought of that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, most baseball teams don't go into the off season and say, "How much does this cost?" All right, I'll pay three times as much. Yeah, not usually. Not usually. That's why the Houston owner was like, "Wow, what a right. deal! <laughs> what a steal I got!" <laughs> I get. I pay what we, we we split the what were they paying seventeen and a half, while while the Mets pay fifty two. <sighs> it's a pretty that's a, that's a that's a tough deal to turn down. Make them an that's, offer you can't that you can't refuse. That's why they didn't turn it down. Exactly. <laughs> More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Gordon, we will go to the ballpark at eleven forty five. Yes, can't wait, can't wait to hear what pearls of wisdom we get from the Yankee manager tonight. Oh yeah, and uh, answers with Aaron returns. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can measure up with anymore. Aaron. Oh, you'll know. be you'll be great for these two. Know. Oh, you'll be great with these. The, the, the ones we have, you'll be. This is this is right in your wheelhouse. All right, right in your wheelhouse. But we got some folks to talk to, so let's do that first. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight, Buddha? You know, I feel like with the baseball talk, no matter what team it is, with the Yankees or with the Mets, it's um, you know, we're trying to speak or hope things into existence to try to still have relevancy for the season. And it's, you know, it's, it's a tough spot to be as a, as a fan when, you know, you just have to kind of relegate yourself to that that's not going to happen. You know, we keep, keep picking apart what Boone should have did, these moves, that moves. And you know deep down in, in, in your heart that that's not really what the problems are with the team. But the Yankees, you know, let's see what happens with their offseason. Are there going to be any real changes made? I mean, more than likely not. So that's where the frustration lies even more. But with the Mets, at least the Mets have given you, look, we're not trying to do nothing next year, but get back to us in two years about relevancy, you know? <laughs> at least honesty is something that a fan can appreciate. Don't you think? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it better be two years, though, Buddha. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit through <laughs> three or four years of this. 
<laughs> but you know what though, Alvarez is is is, 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 a, is, a, is a listen. That's that's something you can really be proud Absolutely. of. Absolutely, no question. And um, all, all you need to do, you know how baseball is. If you can get another young guy, you know, not these old guys. I'm not even talking about pitching wise. You can get another young guy to to um, pick up the slack for Mark. McNeil and, and some of these other guys who are like, listen, these guys are not spring chickens. They're going to have good years and they're going to have years that are not so good. Mm-hmm. You add one or two more players to that and you add one more pitcher, you could get back in the mix in two years. Baseball is a very funny game. It's true. Very funny game. That's true. You know? Well, listen, check this out, though. I want to talk about the Jets' backup quarterback, Zach Uh-oh. Wilson, and their head coach, Aaron Rodgers. Now, you know, when. We look at what's going to take place here. There's only one or two things that can happen here in this game tomorrow. And it's interesting to watch just for, for, for that purpose. You know, either Zach Wilson is going to remind you of, like, how bad of a draft pick he was, or now since there are real, quote-unquote, credible offensive people in the building, there'll be some improvement. I don't know how markedly it'll be improved, but there'll be some improvement. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. You guys know I hated the draft pick mm-hmm. before it was even picked. But it got to a place last year where, you know, I, I felt really bad for the young man. And, and the, let me explain to you why. We've all been on jobs where they'll have a young person or somebody will get put into a supervisory position, you know, before they've actually earned that position. And then you'll have leadership w- when it's not working out, watching them flounder. You know, they won't take any, you know, accountability for that person being put in that position. And, you know, the way it was with that Jaguars game last year, you know, I really felt bad for the young man because, you know, on a human level, you don't want to see that happen to anybody. Whether he's Silver Spoons, Rick Schroeder, you know, Silver Spoon in his mouth, whatever, Mm. it's still – it gets to a point where, you know, he needed to be protected from, you know – the coaching staff, they did him a disservice. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Keep telling me about these good vibes. And all this. Listen, Salah needs to exhibit more true, well-rounded leadership. You know, I, I was really disappointed, you know, with, with the way that that stuff went down. And, and believe me, I didn't like the kid. And I'm not talking about personally. I didn't like him as a draft pick. I didn't even like him as a player in college. But you just stuck him straight out in the field. Where, where they had no backup quarterback. I mean, the whole thing was a mess. So I would like to see tomorrow if he's got the, you know, cojones, gumption, whatever you want to say, to pull himself out of that kind of situation. It also has Aaron Rodgers been a benefit like people were saying he was going to be. That's what I'm looking for tomorrow. And Paul Hackett getting the plays in on time. You know what I mean? No, I that's mean, his Hackett. Yeah. Boy, you, you are a Jet fan. <laughs> you are a Jet fan, Buddha. <laughs> you were yelling at Paul Hackett back then, too. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody wants to see. Well, not everybody. But it is going to be curious to see what Zach Wilson can or cannot do, Gordon. Interesting. You would think that if You'd he hope. can't look good tomorrow night. When is he going to look he good? can't look better tomorrow night playing against the Browns backups. That's not a great sign, but it, I, I don't think it matters too much. Um, but, you know, Buddha's right. The Jets screwed up every step of the way. Yep. They screwed that that whole decision up. Uh, they picked the wrong guy. They didn't have a veteran there to kind of guide him right away. They made him the starter right away. They, 
They told you he was going to take this big step forward. He took a giant step back. I mean, every step of the way, they screwed it up. Coordinator was new, had right, never been a coordinator absolutely. before. Head coach never been a head every coach before. Every mistake they could make, they made. <laughs> they made. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Oh, good afternoon. Oh, good evening, guys. Um, shout out to the company. I got two points, one a baseball point and a jet point. Uh, one with the baseball point. Um, you know what it is? It, like, And I know that because some, some of you uh, – the, the issue with the baseball is what, the reason one fan base is not flipping out and having, you know, a uh, meltdown is because they're being honest to, while the other, the other one that is flipping out feels like they're being talked to like they're children and they don't know any better. And, you know, but we know what we're watching because we know what good baseball looks like and what bad baseball looks like. But, um, so that's kind of where it is. And I just wanted to ask you guys, which would you rather be the Mets or the, or, or the Yankees right now? Well, I'm, uh, I'll stick with the Mets. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll stick with where I am. I'm not happy mm-hmm. to be where I am, Jose. Don't don't confuse that now. I'm not happy I because I, I, you know, I'm 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 ready. I'm thinking this is going to be a team that's going to re- learn from what they, the problems they had last year, and go forward. And they did not do that. So now, the penalty for me is that I'm going to probably expect a team that's going to be fighting for a wild card, like this team is fighting for a wild card. And so we'll see what happens. I guess I'd rather be the Mets because whatever mistakes they make, they can buy their buy their way out or at least they're willing to buy their way out of their mistakes the Yankees are in a position right now where they have some mistakes that they can't buy themselves they used to be able to do that but they don't they they can't do that anymore because of the amount of money that they're spending and 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 the contracts that they have on the books I I would I would disagree with hey one organization's being honest with you I I think the Yankees the main thing is they're not being honest with themselves Mm -hmm. that's the bigger issue with the Yankees and I don't know that the Mets are being honest with us I mean you just had Max Scherzer come out and completely contradict what the GM is saying so I don't I I don't think that Billy Epler uh, is all that trustworthy either because he was the one who was saying it was not going to be a fire sale and that's exactly what it was repurposing repurposing Larry yes I mean double speak if I've ever heard it in my life oh my lord Jonathan's in LA what's up John how's it going fellas uh I just hope the Yankees went three out of one this weekend and I'm gonna leave it as that regarding Yankee talk that's it man (laughs) um hey man day day goes by and I think Otani's just gonna say put with the Angels I'm starting to think this guy's not really about that life all about that media Hollywood life I think he's just going to say put it with the Angels, and I think that, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, Larry, really quick, I got a question. I know about mm-hmm. a couple of days late regarding, regarding the, the boxing fight. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was watching this video about this doctor talking about Earl Spence, the way he walked into the ring, especially the way he walked out, the way he slurred on his speech and everything. Mm. It was showing signs of not good signs, you know. Yeah. If you're in his position, if you're in his father's position, would you just tell him, you know what, call it a career? Because, I mean, there's there's a boxer called Pritchard, Pritch, oh, I forgot, that he got a hit, turned to the head, and mm-hmm. eventually, unfortunately, he got paralyzed. Yeah. And me, honestly, honestly, Larry, when I seen that fight, Larry Gordon, when I seen that fight on Saturday, I felt really bad for Earl Spence Jr., the way he was learning, talking, talking to Jim Gray. Mm-hmm. It, it's really bad. And I think, personally, I think he should call it a career. He's a great fighter. He made his good buck. I think he should. But what do you guys think? Once again, great show, fellas. Good night. All right, Jonathan, thanks for the phone call. 
Uh, Gordon, I don't know if you had a chance to see the fight. Uh, I've seen highlights. Spencer I've not Crawford. seen the whole fight yet, no. Uh, that fight should not have gone on as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he, when Crawford, I think it was round seven or five, one of those two, when he got when he knocked knocked him down twice, mm-hmm. the second time he knocked him and he almost bounced to the corner, that's when the fight should have been stopped. And for dad, it's a tough thing. For me, if I'm there, I would have thrown the towel in, Gordon. I, I get it. It's a championship fight. I understand. But the way the kid was getting beat up out there, I, I, it would be hard for me to sit there and let him take that. That's number one. Number two, here's the other issue. You know he wants those belts back. Right. And and, and I, I respect the the you know the effort, the, the hard work you put in for your career. But, Gordon, it's not going to change when he goes back in there with Crawford. Crawford's bigger. Crawford's stronger. Crawford has more. Crawford is a finisher. And even if Spence comes in at the next highest weight, which is like 154, which is where he wants to come in, it's not going to be that much different. So, I, I, you know, the damage from boxing has always been a thing. You know, and, and, and it's unfortunate because what do we think of? We think of Thomas Hearns. We think of, uh, you know, the fighters that slur their speech. It's 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 a it's a really really scary thing, and I would try to convince him to walk out now. But he's not going to want to do that. Gordon's going to want no. a chance to get those fights. I mean, those belts he's, back. he's he's a fighter, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's and he's a professional fighter. He's defied the think of, you know try to put yourself in his position. Yep. He's defied the odds his entire life. No question. I'm sure there's been people his entire life telling him, oh, this isn't, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do it. And he's done it every step of the way. So uh, we've seen lots of boxers, guys who retire and come back. And it, it's very hard for and in any sport when that is your life. That has been his entire life. And think of all the blood, sweat, and tears that he has poured into his profession. Yeah. To simply, and, and to go out with a loss. Yeah. It's going to be a very hard conversation. It's you can have sell. all the facts and tell him all the facts, but convincing people of the facts sometimes is not as easy as it would seem. How do you tell them it's either the belts or your life, <laughs> the quality of life going forward? It's a tough conversation. It is. It's tough. When we return, we're going to the ballparks, Kansas City and Yankee Stadium. That's next. It's Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Time to go around the ballparks with ESPN New York Tonight. Hardesty and Damer with you. Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. We begin at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Gordon Damer, it was a good night for the Yankees. They scored runs. As a matter of fact, they scored more runs tonight than they did combined during that three-game losing streak. They beat the Rays, finally, by the score of 7-2. to two. Of course, it was Garrett Cole because he's outstanding. Seven innings, four hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, 91 pitches, 63 for strikes. For the offense, Volpe went deep, and so did Giancarlo Stanton. Gordon, even he hit a home run tonight. And so he was asked after the game, so how does it feel to give Garrett some run support? Yeah, it's good to give, put up some runs for him. Uh, we, we know we only need uh, one or two um, normally for him, so uh, it was good to, to jump out there. No question about that. 
before Aaron Boone commented on the game, Gordon, he was commenting, obviously, on Domingo Herman's situation. He's been placed on the restricted list because of his battle with alcohol abuse. And the Yankee skipper was asked if he had any knowledge about Domingo's alcohol problem. In some way, you know, this goes back years. I mean, I think all of us can probably have someone in our life that we can relate to that it's always an ongoing battle. So I don't know as far as recent history or since things before that, you know, he's dealt with, you know, going back to like 19. Uh, Have you had any conversations with him? I'm probably, yeah, probably on some different times we've had conversations, maybe life conversations, you know, tied into that, but nothing where, you know, in a lot of ways he's he's been good citizen in regard to that, to where that hasn't been come into play in affecting his job. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Hopefully our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. It's a, it's a tough battle, and it's one that he'll have the rest of his life, Gordon, every day. It's just, but he has to take it one day at a time. Now it's time for... Answers with Aaron. All right, Gordon, we got two for you tonight. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right. This is Aaron Boone on the big night offensively for the Yankees. Big night. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be. Well, this is kind of like what we expect. Uh, this is what we have to do these last whatever 50 games or so. And we know it's in there. We're expecting it to happen, and, and, and a night like tonight shows you that, um, that it is in there, but we just have to be more consistent. We have these games, but we're just not consistent enough. Something along those lines. Aaron Boone on the big night offensively for the pinstripes. Obviously, an exciting night for us offensively, and I thought it started from Jump Street. You know, I thought Isaiah, the first at-bat of the game, had a really good at-bat where he ends up flying out. Judge has a long at-bat, I think 13 pitches, like a lot of good swings, quality at-bats, didn't get results, and he goes 1-2-3 in that first inning, but I think it set us up for the night, you know, where a lot of guys, you know, obviously contributed Harrison getting us going there with the double, obviously Anthony with the big homer, and then, you know, Big G ahead of the other guys. So, you know, the, the those are the kind of at-bats you need to have against a really good pitcher. And we're able to make him work, even for his outs. And that was good to see. Okay, not very good there. Not uh, not very I'm, – I'm like the Yankee offense on most nights. Not well, very good. I, I mean, I get the point, but how do you start with outs to say that it was good? <laughs> Setting the tone. Yeah, that strikeout that really got us going. Yeah, like, you know, the out, it was a hit – I mean, I understand Judge hitting the ball hard because, you know, you're looking for that, right? You're looking to get him going. But anyway, it's only me. Uh, next one. On Stanton's three-run home run, Gordon. Aaron Boone on Stanton's three-run home run. Well, it's, I would think it's going to be that, um, that, that we again, much in the similar vein of we know it's in there, and that's, that's the Stanton that we need. We need to see more of that Stanton. We know that he's in there. He's 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 incredible. He's the best, uh, and uh, we've seen flash of a, flashes of it at times. But we just need for him to be uh, classic Giancarlo, classic G, the rest of the way. Aaron Boone on Stanton's three-run bomb. It was huge. I mean, right there, tie game, and then. 
you know, especially after they jump out on us and then we were able to answer with a two-run homer to tie it by Anthony and then Big G, I, th- I thought just put together really good at bat on him. I think it was a 3-1 pitch. I thought the, the whole at bat, he was in control of the at bat, again, against a really good pitcher and, and didn't miss the heater right there and drilled it. So, yeah, really good to see him do that. You know, that's what we need him. You know, we need we need Big G to be a menace in the middle. Big G. Yeah, there you go. Big G. I said classic G. It was close on I'm that one, I think. and I want respect. You did good. All right. Am I Fredo? Is he Fredo? Who's Fredo in this in this equation? I don't like being a compared to. You're already insulting my algorithm. Now I'm getting compared to Fredo. It's not good. It's not what you no want. No one has ever been. No one has ever appreciated being compared to Fredo. No, no, no. Because it doesn't pan out in the no, end. No, it does not. <laughs> doesn't does not pan out. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, oh, those Mets. Kansas City Gordon has now won five straight. The first time in, what, 105 <laughs> years since Kansas City's won five straight? Well, they've taken the first two from the Mets in this series. And uh, tonight it was Kodai Singa, five and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, three earned runs, six strikeouts, 99 pitches, 62 for strikes. Uh, had to go to the bullpen. And that's where we begin with the Buck Shaw Walter and his uh, issues with that bullpen. We, we've got uh, nine guys down there right now. I mean, it's we've got arms to cover it. You know, we always do. Billy and them make sure we do. So, uh, you know, I've got to see Garrett again. He's presented himself well. And, uh, you know, Vic had a long flight. Dave was impressive other than the break of all he jerked back down and in. So, but it's always good when you got, uh, you know, guys been scuffing a little bit tomorrow. You're not sure what we're going to get there. And you got Pete uh, pitching. It's not going to be able to go too long physically. So you always want to have your bullpen, you know, availability there. We'll be, we, we always got people down there, Gordon. We don't know how good they are, but we got people right. down there. We have physical bodies down there that we can call on. They have uniforms on, and they are technically professional baseball players. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Buck Walter on Senga tonight. What would you see, Skip? Some of his uh, velocity was down because cause when it started raining, you know, they usually – uh, everything was sticking to his spikes. He couldn't get his spikes in the ground. And I think he was afraid to push down the hill and really fire down the hill, which is important for pitchers. So I think that had something to do with that. But I was really, that was remarkable that he uh, was able to survive there through all that because he uh, it's a real tribute testament to his uh, ability to adjust and keep competing. So, uh, you know, we just didn't score any runs. The whole outing would have looked different. We could have done some things. Had some opportunities. Didn't do much with him. That's the story of the Mets season, Gordon. Would have been different. We had some opportunities, got some scored, couldn't do nothing with them. That, that's, that's, the, that's the season. That is right the there. season. If you were going to write a book, that might be the title. Yep. Or, or, or the worst team money can buy part, <laughs> part two. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Well, Gordon, we will step aside tomorrow night to allow folks to hear the Jets and Cleveland Browns preseason game at the Hall of Fame game. What are you doing Saturday? Are you on Saturday? Are you? Back? I am on Saturday. I'm filling in for Dan Grassa on Saturday. So early, early, early edition of uh, what I learned on TikTok and reaction to the Yankees and the Mets. I'm sure we'll have some reaction to the uh, Hall of Fame game. So lots of stuff. How about you, Larry? All right. I'll see you on the Sunday at noon. So have a good weekend, my friend. You too, Larry. All right. Harvey and Joe, great job as always. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight.